Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. It is good to have you listening on a Tuesday as we get things rolling. Mike, we got some good news today, man. Um, We have added to our cap number, and it also means Mm. that we are no longer involved with Marcus Mariota. This was not shocking news, guys. We had talked about this for a while, but the idea that the Falcons are going to do it, we didn't know what, what good graces he was in as far as coach art and what this meant and how he quit on the team because he did quit. But we don't have to worry about it. And, Mike, let's kind of go back for a second to just talk about this whole Marcus Mariota thing because when we got him, we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. You had said this time and time again, like, he's a retread. Mm-hmm. He's not a number one guy, but we'll see what he can do. And as the season progressed, and there was no bigger moment for us than when we were at the Carolina game, and he throws the, what do you call it, the grenade ball? Yeah, I put the uh, picture up today because he's kind of linked to that. That was kind of like the, uh, the definite low, the low mark, if there was one, uh, when he threw that grenade toss uh, in the mist up in Charlotte, and everyone goes, what in God's name just happened, including Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit? Uh, and that was kind of like, all right. That's, that's another thing. I just wish we had gotten a rid a little bit sooner. Then maybe we, a few more folks out there would feel as warm and fuzzy as we do at times about his chances next season. Yeah, I uh, listen, it's not personal. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Because when he quit on the team and you had the, the guy who was sitting on the bench all year supporting him, doing everything he could to make Marcus a better quarterback, even though he's a young guy, we're talking about Desmond Ritter, and he kind of turned the, you know, turned the other way, Mike, and didn't support Ritter in the same way that Ritter, who's a rookie on this team, was trying to be supportive of his teammates. The hardest thing in professional sports, because all these guys are good, guys, is not playing. They're all really good. Some a lot better than others. But, Mike, when you're not playing, the thing to be supportive, to build your teammates up, it's hard, man, because you're not out there. And that's what Ritter did. And then when it came time for Marcus to do it, oh, I'm going to get my ball and I'm clearing out my locker and I'm going home. I, I don't want to play. Yeah, and as we said, I don't know what you were thinking he was going to be. We had a full, we had basically the full spectrum from he is what I said. He's a journeyman and a bum and it's got a ceiling that's pretty low to he could reinvent himself. You know, and again, there are stories about that, guys that have done it. You know, we've talked about folks that have, you know, bombed out with one team and they've gone on and they've had success. Jim Plunkett is kind of like the poster child for doing that back in the day. But in this case, the answer was no. So now we get on to Ritter and now we're trying to build this football team. And uh, I liked what I heard from Fontenot. I mean, look, Fontenot plays it close to the vest. We will replay it for you. But the idea that, yes, the defense, no matter how you do it, and I did hear one thing with Andy and Randy's conversation, Carl, the old debate you and I have had, do you yeah. build from the front or the back? I still think you've got to start from the front. Some GMs say you can build from the edge, but you're a little bit vague about how they're going to build the defense. If you have two dynamic corners, you can build back to front, meaning you've got two all-pro type guys. Usually you don't know that, Mike, when you draft guys. It takes a few years. You know, Jalen Ramsey came in with a big mouth and said he was the best corner. It took a few years for us to realize he ultimately got big money. He got traded, won a Super Bowl. 
But you don't find that out usually the first year when you draft these guys. So if you're saying we're going to go corner, which we might, then you better know that this guy has to be a difference maker and you feel like you've got another one on the other side in A.J. Terrell and, oh, we're going to have two shutdown corners and that's how we're going to build. Listen, Thomas Dimitrov tried this, Mike, when he drafted the two corners. We went this route. The problem was the guys up front, as he continued to try to build, were the wrong guys. Yeah, and I thought Trufant was solid but never spectacular. And they re-upped him, and that's part of that contributed to some of the contract and cap space issues we got into later. But there are the ways you look at it. I just think the elite teams, the squads we just saw in the Super Bowl, they addressed the front. They addressed the defensive line, the edge rushers. Having depth at defensive line, you can rotate guys in. That's where we got to be. That's the world I want to live in. All right, we're going to let you hear from Terry Fontenot coming up. You can always find us on social media. He's Mike Bell, A-T-L. I'm at Put Em Up, C. Dukes. And this radio show is Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and across all other social media platforms. Big game tonight, and we'll spend a lot of time on it because all these games are big. Everyone from now until the end of the season, if you really want to improve your standing, The Hawks have to just flat out win games. Now, they probably won't win every one, but how much different do they play? Is the defense better? Are we making better selections with our shot selection? Are we, Mike, giving the effort that's needed? All the Are we going to come out flat, as Nate would say? All the things that have been troubling us, those things need to be addressed. The winning and losing, Mike, we'll see. But tonight you get a Wizards team in here at 28 and 32, 10th in the Eastern Conference. This should be a dub. What is an acronym you knew, you use about new energy? Oh, NRE. NRE. New relationship energy? Correct. So let's see if that is the one thing we'll get tonight. I do think that, yeah, we all know the message was flat. You saw it in their performance in the weeks leading up to the All-Star break. And, like, Nate was terrible. There were some terrible things, and we can talk about the team's effort, but there were some really bad strategy things in there, too. So, yeah, Quinn, he said it with us. It's a balancing act of, uh, yeah, he's going to be coaching, but he's also trying to evaluate and working with the assistants. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how it works. You could argue that you're better than the Wizards if every like we're better than half the Eastern Conference if everybody plays to their maximum potential. And you touched on it. That extra 10% that maybe you weren't giving the last few weeks, are you giving that now with the new coach? And also, let's be honest, you might not be a Hawk next year if you're not giving that maximum effort. That's a good point. Fly. Yeah, he's going to be evaluating all of that. Now, I will tell you guys, and we're going to announce this coming up here, Um, as Mike and I are going to be out on Friday, and we invite you guys to come out. We're going to tell you where we're going to be and uh, what's going on. But uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a big event. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we are going to tell you guys all about it. So stay tuned for that announcement. All right, that's coming up. Hawks, Wizards tonight. Then you get the Trailblazers on Friday. Uh, Dame in town. Dame's on fire. But the Trailblazers, again, are on the outside looking in in the Western Conference. So you've got a chance to pick up a couple more dubs here before the Heat come in. And, Mike, the Heat, they're an interesting team, right? If the Heat can play up to their capability, I don't think they have this year. Butler's been banged up. Bam out of uh, Bayou, he's been playing great. But they're an interesting team because I think if they play up to it, they're as good as anybody in the Eastern Conference. But they haven't. But those are our next three games, guys, Wizards, Trailblazers, and Heat. All right, 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Whispers, that's the uh, guy that runs our board for – uh, our Twitch, and also our YouTube. His name's Jason. Uh, he's got us up and rolling, so make sure you check out the show. By the way, man, I got to tell you, today, you, you went and got lunch. Where'd you get lunch today? Uh, my usual, Moe's. Okay. Since I've already given up the fast food for Lent, when Whataburger showed up last uh, Thursday. I forgot about that. There's really no point now. Well, he tried, Chris. He tried. Yeah. So uh, I went to Arby's. I was oh. on my way in. Right? Oh. Arby's. 
And I got to tell you guys something. I ordered, and the person or thing that was taking my order was AI. Have you experienced this? No. So Not I, yet. So, oh, so I drive up, and literally it is, order when you are ready. Not, hello, how are you? Order when you're ready. And I'm like, huh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll have a, and I changed my order, right? I was like, I want just a beef. No, no, you know what? Uh, make that, and, the, and this thing came on and went, you'd like a beef? And I went, uh, no, make it a beef and cheddar. I went through my order. Right. No voice. The voice comes back and goes, let me make sure I have this correct. You have ordered a beef and cheddar, Coke, medium fries, vanilla shake. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's correct. Mike, it was the weirdest thing. So yeah. I drive up to the window because right. now I'm like, is this a person? And I get to the window and the guy, the person there that's working, takes, you know, is taking my mm -hmm. money and my credit card or whatever. And I go, is that AI? And the guy just looks at me like he didn't know what the hell I was talking about. So I don't know if you... An automated system, which, again, you're just reading off. It does all the work. It processes Mike. your order, can understand if you pivot like you did, and yes. then just simply someone reads it on a screen and processes the order. Now, apparently, Microsoft and Bing have Hello, some, may I take your order? It's the weirdest thing. It is the no, no, weirdest. No. I'm telling you. I have not experienced that yet. The it freaked me out. First time I saw touchscreens in a fast food restaurant was 2005. That was in Tokyo, and they ruined it at McDonald's. And that was the first time I where you didn't actually have people at the counter, and you would just... Do it in like, the, like these little kiosks inside the restaurant, and then your food shows yeah, up. Yeah, and of course that's you know that we moved on from that. But that's interesting, and the fact that you could actually switch it up and it not jack it up. And then at that point, knowing me, I just wanted to order some other stuff to see if this thing was actually AI. Mike, it's scary. Bing, have, have you guys seen the new Bing with Microsoft? Right. You can have conversations with this thing. I don't know if everybody's got access to it. Like, literally have conversations with it, and it responds to you like a human being. I would be surprised at some point if they don't have some kind of, like, visual aid where they see if you're over 500 pounds. Would you like three of those? <laughs> would you like to triple your order? Would you, you like to upgrade to a large for just 50 cents more? It was the freakiest thing. I'm telling you, I was like, what is going on? Now, I, was, I, was, wow. I, was, I, was, I was out of my mind. Now, I'm of a certain age. I don't know if they did this everywhere, but the old thing at Arby's when you were, came in the drive-thru in the 70s, they would go, howdy, welcome to Arby's. Because <laughs> they used to have the giant, like, 10-gallon, whatever that was, cowboy hat that was the Arby's logo for years, and it would be a like, neon sign. That's interesting. Dude, that is awesome. So that's, uh, that's pretty, I'll take that over the, uh, oh. the alternative sometimes. You, you got you to gotta check it out. I, I, I don't know again. We have the meats. If it's at your Arby's, but Chris, I don't know how you got wow. that. That's exactly what I experienced today. And the thing was so patient. It was just waiting for me. <laughs> Bo has come in with an Arby's hat on. Look wow. at this. <laughs> they sent us those hats years ago. We've Look had these that. hats. Yeah. All right. Arby's, big shout out. You guys freaked me out, though, today. I got to be honest. I didn't know what I was getting into. Squid Billy looks like Zach Brown wearing that hat. He really does. Hey, man, Chuck Smith's on the way. We're going to talk some combine. It's going on this week in Indianapolis. We'll also ask him about the Falcons and a lot more. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. Carl, don't be fooled. We always are watching. Always. It is Dukes and Bell. Hope you're having a great day. Coming up more about the Hawks tonight as uh, Quinn Snyder has his first game as the Hawks head coach. We'll talk more about it. Right now, let's talk to our man Chuck Smith. Dr. Rush is joining us, guys. Combine is uh, is the talk of this week, and um, everybody's doing their evaluations. I want to do a quick evaluation, man. Chuck, how, how did you do at the Combine back in the day? What'd you do? 
Oh, I blew that thing up, Carl. You did? Man, listen, I went in there. Not Mike, Carl, I blew that thing up, you know, got in the 40s. You know, now you know it's been over 30 years, so I had a few hits to my head over those years. So let me just try to remember. I think in uh, I think I ran a four, seven, one forty. I think uh, I did about uh, about twenty seven on the bench, um, and I think what was my split like a one five somewhere. I think I had like a thirty seven inch vertical. Um, Ch- <laughs> Ch- Chuck, hold on. Um, I'm looking at these numbers right we, now. We have the data, Chuck. Four eight five forty yard dash. Man, you slow as hell, Chuck. Um, you you put you, you put up fifteen reps at two twenty five. Fifteen, Chuck. I can do fifteen, Chuck. And uh, and your split, your ten yard split was uh, by the way one point seven three, two point seven eight twenty yard split. What are you talking about? Well. I told you I was 30 years, man. See, that's what, that's what things go bad. Hey, man, you sure about that? Man, that Carl, what, what kind of – what, uh, what did you guys have at Tennessee for a gym equipment? I mean, what did you have? Like, uh, like drugs? A, seriously. <laughs> hey, hey, man, y'all, got, y'all, done, y'all in that Google generation, man. Look, y'all just Google me, man. Hey, hey, look, I forgot. I forgot, man. It had to take me back, man. But, that, hey, that's how stories – Mm. Well, that's what I tell my son. So he look it up on Google one time. So, but uh, nah, man, you know, I, I did just enough. I did just. You, I wasn't a great athlete. Well, you, a here's the deal. You know what's funny though? <laughs> you, you you turn that into over a decade career in the NFL, right? I mean, he, here's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Here's the thing, though, Chuck. As we talk about the combine, how many of these guys okay. are going to do that? I always get caught. Oh my God, he's a combine darling, and I go. Yeah, he gets in the league. He's there for three years. He and then he could. Yeah. And by the way, Chuck, we're busting Chuck's balls. He was the fifty-first player selected. Absolutely. So that's, that's obviously elite second round. No, he's a dude. He was a dude. Uh, so let's. I, talk- I should have been a first. I should have been a first rounder though. Coming hey, out, yeah. But come- you know what the funny part is? What's that? Everybody that's in the second round, we. I think I should have been a first rounder. <laughs> Everybody in the second round take their first rounder though. But I was happy. The Falcons. Well, when I got that call from Jerry Glanville on draft day. Mm. It was just my home team, my favorite team. But, uh, yeah, man, 51st, I'm highly blessed. No doubt. All right, let's talk about Jalen Carter. Everybody's talking about yeah. him, the interior D-line. Um, give me your three guys right now that you're looking at as far as interior D-line. We obviously know Jalen Carter is one of them. But who are the other yeah. guys? Because these other guys we might be, avail- might be available at eight for us. Well, let me tell you first the thing about when I'm, you know what I know about Jalen Carter right now. Y'all gonna see a look. You thought you saw the best of Jalen Carter, but as far as you know, he's a supercharged athlete. But the kid is in the best shape of his life. He shaved some weight off of him. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm interested to see how fast he runs. Now I know last year Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis blew it away coming out the Georgia program that clearly is elite with developing all that part of it too, the athleticism. But I'm interested in Jalen, but we know what Jalen's going to bring. But I'm going to tell you another one who I'm really interested in. Kalijah Cansey, man, mm. from Pitt. They call him Koo. You know, he's undersized three, you know, probably around 280. But he's a pass rusher. He's been one of the most dominant ones. And listen, Pitt has put out some great pass rushes over the year, the kids out of Pitt. You know, a lot of people question, you know, can he handle it from a size standpoint? He's one of them watching. And the other one, who I think if he doesn't get injured, Brian Brzee from Clemson, if he doesn't get hurt, I believe that he would be in contention, surefire to be a top five and will be regarded like Jalen Carter. Because remember, before he hurt his knee, 
I mean, he was as dominant as anyone in college football. So I, those are guys that I'm watching that I'm just interested to see some of the little details about these big names. I know we asked a few weeks ago about uh, Will Anderson, so we'll move on to some of the other edge rushers slash uh, linebackers. Tyree Wilson's yeah. a guy that I keep reading. Now, again, the combine starts now, so we'll see what this guy does. And if he doesn't yeah. do everything, he's got his pro day. But are, is there any edge rusher in the top 15 projected, Chuck, that you think is a game changer in this draft? Well, that, that's a good one. You know, when I say game changer, to me that comes in and says be productive. Add to it. That's a game changer because you add one of these guys in your unit, that instantly, if you got, like, say, a Grady, you add another guy, you know, you got an Katie, now you got something. But I would say right now, game changers, obviously Will Anderson is in that conversation. But I'm going to tell you, I like Tyree Wilson. This dude's a freak. But I tell you, he's, he's a freak off the field, but even on the field, I mean, this dude has some skill. He uses moves. He has great bend. And I really like him. He's a great kid. So I'm not going to say necessarily game changer. Mm-hmm. But I just believe from a standpoint of coming in and getting production can be a game changer with a team like the right. Falcons that I don't think any of the edges had over four or five sacks. Did you think Micah Parsons was going to be that good coming out? Well, nobody can predict okay. a guy was that good, can be that good. I mean, you go from in your second year. Matter of fact, your first year in the league, you're in the argument for defensive player of the year. Nah, I don't think anybody could have predicted that. And that's the hard thing about it. We beat up NFL teams for not drafting, you know, a guy like him. A lot of fans beat up the Falcons for not drafting T.J. Watt. You don't know who's going to become what, you know. So, But definitely when you look at the, the opportunity to get a guy, there has to be a development phase. He's got to fit in your scheme. Micah Parsons fits everything that Dan Quinn ever wanted. Get upfield. He's uh, interchangeable at multiple positions. But I definitely think, listen, this is another draft where there are guys. This is a really deep draft, in my opinion, uh, across the board in the front seven. Yeah, the one thing about Parsons, you know, speed kills, right? We knew he was fast. All these guys that we're talking about, you cannot teach that. It's like being a seven-footer in the league, right? I mean, you can't teach that. So if you have a guy that's just fast and he's talented, he might have a shot to be really good, and that kind of was Parsons. Let's talk about uh, Chuck as we're talking about the combine, guys. Falcons, um, I just want your, your opinion on this. We talked about it. You knew what the deal was inside. Uh, you know, we talked about it when it happened. I said he quit. I knew that from firsthand sources. We're talking about Marcus Mariota. They released him today. They're going to save us, what, $12 million um, for the Falcons, which gives us some more money to spend in free agency. We don't know what, what Terry Fontenot is going to do. But I, I think the bigger message, right, for Arthur Smith is, Listen, I want guys that want to be here. I want guys that want to be about the team, and I want guys that want to buy in and help their teammates. If Mariota would have acted right, I, I kind of think he might have been back. I, you know, he's a very, uh, you know, not an expensive piece. He, he is experienced, and whether or not you're going to win a Super Bowl, that really wasn't the conversation. But they were like, okay, he's done. How do you feel about it? Well, I think he's quit. I think he, yeah. you know, basically, like you said earlier, picked up his ball and said, wham, wham, wham. And I think the bigger disappointment for me with him, they did give him another opportunity. Arthur Smith said, you know what, I'm a, I, I know who you are. I know what your potential is. Let's build an offense around you. This offense was built around him with short passes, you know, a heavy running game. And you got to get rid of guys like that. And sometimes, you know, when you get rid of and make a situation, get in a situation like this as the Falcons have, you move on to better things. 
I lived through this with the Falcons, too. We had a quarterback quit on us, Jeff George. And we moved on to a better quarterback with Bobby Bear to help us win more games. And if everybody's not rowing in the same direction, the Falcons should cut anybody that's in that situation. But Marcus Mariota is just uh, now a, a, a story from the past. But the Falcons, as we move forward with this organization, you're going to have to make decisions like this, and you're going to have situations like this. Because when you look at all the teams that win Super Bowls, there's a lot of negative things that happen. But when you have a good organization that's rolling in the same direction, they make these decisions and have a plan for the next step. And I think this was a, a good step forward for the Atlanta Falcons. I know Chuck uh, Grady Jarrett was a fifth rounder, and, and he obviously was a stud. And Vic Beasley was a first rounder and, you know, had one great season, and then now he's playing in, uh, in XFL. What about the Clemson guys? Couple guys <laughs> what about the Clemson guys? You, yeah. uh, we know that Brian Brissy and then uh, Miles Murphy. And I know that their tackles have done better than their edge rushers for the most part in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't I, – I, that's the one thing that I hear people saying about Miles. They're comparing him to, you know, some of the guys of the past. But to me, it's a little different here. He's a, a guy who has, you know, great upside. You know, he has speed. He has good technique. He can rush. You know, he's a part of the family as well. But I don't, I don't not make a decision because a former player at that school didn't have success. I'm really high on Miles Murphy. You know, he's my top 4-3 DE in this draft. So I'm really excited about him. But you can't – you know, don't – listen – you cannot compare him to Vic Beasley. It's unfair because he hadn't gotten a league from Clemson. And come on, you can't compare him to Vic. Vic's still trying to work on his rush moves in the XFL. So that's a whole other story. Man. <laughs> I guess you know there are things in it. I know I, I don't want to play play like the sports Sparky the sportscaster, yeah. but there are things in football like until Fields proves it in, in Chicago, like the Ohio State quarterbacks yeah. never seem to work for whatever reason. Well, I, I do hear what you're saying, and yeah. to me, that's what a lot of you know, people like to hear when they're reading on what's going to happen. But again, I, I just think Miles Murphy is, is a would be a good fit in there. If he was, was with the Falcons, he can play in the three four. He's played, you know, played some of that from a DT. But he's a true four three guy. But remember, he's going to run fast, and you can even stand that sucker up some. So he's really unique. He has some stuff going for him. But I hope that's you know, I hope teams around the league don't hold him hostage by, you <laughs> yeah. know, what some of the Clemson players, you know, have not done. Chuck, is the uh, HBCU combine, where, where is that at? What did you do? What, what's the circumstances surrounding that this year? Oh, that's really cool. I think the H, this is my second year going to HBCU combine, being the consultant over the defensive line drills and, you know, and working with them helped put it together a little bit. But it's really put on by the NFL. This is an NFL event supported by the, H, the HBCU Hall of Fame. So, and the New Orleans Saints stepped up really big. This is the real deal. This is ran just like the combine, the scouting combine in Indianapolis. It's, you know, everybody gets the same opportunity. And there were players that came out. I saw players that were really good players. And you got to give, I got to give a lot of credit. You know, we, a lot of people beat up Troy Vincent a lot. But got to give Troy Vincent a lot of credit. He is passionate about helping HBCU. He's passionate about making sure they get the opportunities. So between him and Roman Oban, who used to play with the Giants, who's also a part of the league office, they're really putting a lot into it and giving these guys an opportunity. And maybe one day, you know, there will be an opportunity for them to merge somewhat of the, the, the NFL combine as of today with some of the HBCU players that 
you know, could get in that, or should get in. So I think it's just some challenges again with mm. the perception in the NFL yeah. with HBCUs. So we still have the problem with coaches. It's just a trickle effect. Don't think it, you know, some of the players that might should be there aren't there because uh, you just never know who's picking them. Great stuff, Chuck. Appreciate you as always, man. Looking forward right. to talking with you as we learn more about these players as the week goes on. Chuck's giving you the DTs. He's giving you the edge rushers. He's giving you the names to at least watch and check out. We're going to talk to you next week uh, about it and on Friday as well as you come back and talk about what you've seen so far. Thanks again, Chuck. Get us out of here. All right, fellas. Live life every day like it's third and eight. Hey, don't be looking up my uh, NFL combine times again. I'm sticking <laughs> with my story I told y'all first. And I'm going to live with that. I'm going to live with that. <laughs> right on. Big Chuck Smith. Maybe it was little Chuck Smith, Carl, when he was lifting those weights on that bench press. And by the way, a couple guys saying they love Miles Murphy. Local kid went to Hillgrove High School up in Pac. And, and Vic was a local guy, too. You know, he talks about the HBCUs. If you guys don't know the story of a gentleman named Bill Nunn, just go read it. He built the Steelers dynasty in the 70s. And he's the guy that went and scouted these HBCUs and said, we need to go get a guy right. down there. And that team, if you look at its core, I mean, he was incredible in scouting and building that great Steelers dynasty. I'm with Chuck. It's just a perception. Coming up, we're going to hear what Terry Fontenot had to say. Our general manager spoke today. You'll hear it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It is Dukes and Bell. Thanks to Chuck Smith for stopping by. Coming up, Terry Fontenot, you're going to hear what he has to say. Uh, I tweeted out today, Mike, that on this show, that nobody was going to be called a name today on this show. Thank you. That we were not going to call out any names today. That's right. One thing we can guarantee that is nobody would be called a name. Use a Use a Not me personally. I don't care. I said that's a major question. We will not call anybody that name on yes. this show. Trey may call me up. Again, you can use it in the gardening sense. I used a hoe in my backyard. This is true. Correct. And by the way, I like using hoes in my backyard. Me too. Who doesn't? I do. They really come in handy. <laughs> but with that said, use a well, it is gardening season. It is. I mean, this is a time to get out. Right. Get the yard right. Kill the soil. You got to do it, Mike. You got to oversee all the fact, things that we've talked about. I got to be honest. I'm planting more fescue in my backyard. <laughs> I could really use a hoe to go get that. I got to pull out the old Bermuda, which looks like crap, and you know, till the soil. You do have down, to do it. Put down some now uh, some topsoil, and then lay my uh, new uh, fescue. You're right. You gotta, I could use a hoe. You can, because you got to get that old stuff out. Correct. And you got to put the new stuff down. And to do that, you want a fresh hoe too. You don't want an old hoe. You want a new hoe. No, you need a new hoe for that. Um, we are going to be at, by the way. Friday, Ace Hardware, Old National Highway, South Fulton. If you guys down south, never get a chance to come hang out with your boys. We've been trying to get down south. Now, we went all the way down south last St. Patrick's Day. We were in Sonoy. That's right. But now this time, we're going to be a little more accessible in the 75 corridor. All right. So, uh, Ace Hardware, will be down there on Friday. Uh, we'll be telling you more about it. But Mike and I will be down there again. National Highway, South Fulton is the location. All right. Will there be specials on hose? Uh, I'm not sure. I have no idea. All I know is we're okay. going to be there. And... But you can buy one. Oh, of course you can. Right. Who doesn't need a new and one? And we'll be there, so that'll make it special. Who doesn't need a new one? I mean, you need a new one. But we are not calling anybody right. names on this show. Use a Use a not me personally. Use a I don't care. <laughs> I said that use a That's a landed question. What? Let's talk about Terry questions, and that is Terry Fontenot. All right, Terry Fontenot is our general manager. He was asked today about improving the entire defense, Mike, and how do you do it? You said it when we started the show. Pass rush, do you do it with the back end? By the way, what's your critique of the safeties right now? What we have, mm. I'm not talking about what, we, what we're going to get. Richie Grant, well, what's your critique on the safeties? I mean, I think the safeties, like anything else, this goes back to our chicken and egg conversation about where does it work and where does it come from. I think if you had better down linemen helping your linebackers and the pass rush more effective, Richie Grant would be more of a ball hawk because there'd be real pressure from the quarterback. And again, when you give a quarterback 
that much time to look around the field, <laughs> pat the football. Richie Grant's, you know, like anybody else is going to get exposed. I don't think I don't think Richie Grant has lived up to what I thought he was going to be. If I'm honest, uh, okay. in the second round. Okay. So, but, but in general, yes, we need yes, improvement yes, there, right? Would you be upset now? Not at eight. Don't don't yeah. mis, misunderstand me. You're not at eight. But would you be upset if we drafted another safety here early in the maybe second or third round? Would that be upsetting? I to mean, you? unless we don't address it in free. I see anything that's not addressed in free agency will then become an immediate need. Whether that's however you prioritize it, first, second, or third, or trading up in the third, using the extra picks you've got to maybe do something. Yes, I would. Okay. Let's hear Terry Fontenot talk about trying to improve the defense, which means the pass rush. Well, it, it's when we talk about pass rush, it's it's not just about you know the defensive line or the the D tackles or the defensive ends. You want to add everywhere because if it doesn't matter how quick you're getting to the quarterback, if the coverage not isn't good, then it doesn't matter. They can get rid of the ball quick, and so you have to make sure you build up your defense and improve your defense. And in pass rushers, it doesn't matter how you get to the quarterback. It can be with power. It can be with quickness. There's different ways to do it. So you want versatile players, but you have to make sure you're improving your whole defense and, and you're not just focusing on one area because mm. it, it, it's a total picture. Well, I'd love – okay, think of this in three levels, all right? Just imagine this with me. First level is your D-line. Second level is your linebackers. Third level is your DBs. I'd like a stud, mm. a standout superstar at every level. Right. Okay? This is how the great defenses are built. You don't just have Ray Lewis, right? You had a great stud up front. You had Lewis. And then you had that back half of the secondary, which, you know, again, you're talking about Hall of Famers, Mike. Right. Every level needs a dude. So he's right. But that doesn't mean you just don't focus on the pass rush because ultimately we just haven't had enough of it. It just seems, and again, you, if you guys miss Chuck Smith, and we'll, we'll play some more of it for you later on, but there are some dudes and they will get more clarification between this, this combine and then their pro days. But we already talked about Miles Murphy, local kid. We've talked about some other guys. Tyree Wilson is a guy that everybody seems to be really digging on, although there isn't like a statistical thing that jumps off the page. It's more about the freakish upside, which gets me a little nervous when I get freakish upside. But then that's why I asked Chuck, did anyone see the Micah Parsons thing coming on like it did? He was projected to be a 10 to a 15 round uh, selection, and he went to, what, 11th to the Cowboys, and the rest is history. But, yeah, I, I still think when you are a football team that is in such dire need, how about that? Let me throw something else at you. What's that? Take the best available defensive player with your first pick, and then if you go, don't get that tackle, Keon White is maybe you trade back up into the first round for him. I like that. I mean, that. just one of those. I mean, I'm just giving you some abstracts. I like that, but, though. I, I do. I mean, these are the things, the scenarios we're going to be playing out. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, NFL Blitz is on the way. Um, Daniel Snyder's being a jerk. We will explain here coming up in 10 minutes. Mm. And also a new rule proposed by the competition committee you may like. Let's hear Terry Fontenot talk about evo evaluating the QBs. Show of hands on this show. Turtle, squid. Anyway, we draft a quarterback in the top 10, no matter where we may end up, if we stay eight or if we move. Anybody say we draft a quarterback? Nope. Nobody's drafting a quarterback. What if What if I told you that something goes a little screwy and somebody we thought's going to zigzags because right now we project it. There's all sorts of crazy trade uh, rumors out there. Everybody, maybe teams trade with us because if somebody like loves Anthony Richardson and he's there at eight, somebody trades up to get him. So, I mean, we might be trading down and go the opposite direction, but no, I, I think there's still no way we do it. Now, unless there's somebody we have high on the board that we weren't expecting to be there at eight. I'm surprised at well, I'm not surprised Squid did, but I'm surprised Turtle just poo-pooed that, like immediately ah, hit the buzzer. 
Yeah. I'm with you, Mike. We don't know the scenario. All right, we get it. We I mean, don't like, know the scenario. All right, so, I mean, I would like to say Ritter today, Ritter tomorrow, Ritter forever, <laughs> but I only got four games to see Ritter. And again, didn't throw any picks, but I still won. You you wanted Has, some. You didn't get. What guys were, I was arguing with guys a few weeks ago. Jalen Hurts, even though he struggled and his completion percentage was a little meh. He made some really wow moment plays when he got yes. to get in there for the Eagles in his first season. He did. By the way, has Arthur Smith totally wholeheartedly committed to Desmond Ritter? Have I missed this? I didn't think so. Let's hear Terry Fontenot talk about evaluating the QBs. I think it's I think it's who they are because that's what's really going to set that ceiling, who they really are. And that's why, you know, we're here at the Combine and every exposure matters. We get to meet with 45 players in, a, in 20 minutes a player and it's speed dating. But that's an important part of it. When these players play in the All-Star games, that's an important part of it. When we go for individual workouts, pro days, all these things, it all matters. It all matters. And, and so with, with quarterbacks or with any position, it's about who they are as individuals. That's what, They all have talent and they all have good skill sets. But once they get in the NFL, there's a lot of other external pressures and a lot of things these young men have to deal with. So will they be able to handle that and get the most of, of themselves on the field? They're going to deal with adversity. How are they going to handle that? And so I think it's you have to hit on the makeup and make sure you're bringing in the right types of in- individuals with the right intangibles. What are you talking, Falcon Filter? <laughs> Come on, those days are over. Stop, don't go there. You know what I want? What? what I want you? some hard-hitting. <laughs> <laughs> I want some, to quote, to, 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 to paraphrase Marcellus Wallace, I want some heavy pipe-hitting. <laughs> That's what I want. Of course we do. I mean, I've always said this. Until we get a locker room where there's a couple of guys that walk in and go, I'll kill everybody in here. (laughs) Correct. We're not doing anything. You need that edge. And I say that loosely. I'm not talking about literally. By the way, one of our listeners, um, this is Hertz Photography or Totography or whatever it is. (laughs) That's his Twitter handle. I'm not even seeing this correctly. But either way, he says, yo, put him up, C. Dukes. Is, Is there been a Frank Darby sighting yet? He got cut. <laughs> practice squad. Not Frank Darby, but didn't that was practice squad. <laughs> Seventh rounder? I don't know. Yeah, he's, but again, he had no impact at wide receiver special teams. I just saw something on NFL Network. This just shows, like, NFL Network is just putting <laughs> Stop, Frank. This is just putting stuff out there. NFL Network, yeah. Mike, just had up on the screen. Our dude, uh, Steve Weish, is up there. Right. Edge, this is, these are our needs according to NFL Network. Edge, cornerback, and wide receiver. Wide receiver? I'm not picking a wide receiver again at eight. If we do that. Are I, you crazy? I'm giving up my tickets, and I'm, I'm becoming a Dolphins fan <laughs> full-time. Okay, that's it. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? That's by the Frank way, Darby laugh, by Frank, the way. Frank Darby, one reception for 15 yards last season. All right, so to answer your question, Hurtstography. No, here's not, one, there's not been a sighting. One catch, the last game of the season. Yeah. By the way, we go wide receiver at eight. I, I'm with you on this. Okay? <laughs> Edge and corner, I'm cool with not, a, not hey, another wide now, receiver. The, now, here's the thing, though. What? Unless we completely knocked it out of the park in free agency, that's the only remote way that'd be plausible. <sighs> All right, we did save some money today. Marcus Mariota cut. We're going to talk more about that. Adios, quitter. <laughs> In the NFL Blitz. Use a we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.